Welcome to the Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're going to be in Luke chapter 1, verses 34 through 38. Left you with a little bit of a cliffhanger yesterday. The angel Gabriel has just come to Mary six months into Elizabeth's pregnancy with John the Baptist to tell Mary, a virgin, that the favor of the Lord is upon her and she is going to have a son who will be the son of the Most High. He's going to sit on the throne of David forever and then we cut it off. You have to listen to yesterday's devotion to get caught up to where we're at and the reason we we cut it off is because we have to devote an entire devotion to this remarkable interaction and response from Mary. Verse 34, And Mary said to the angel, How will this be, since I am a virgin? And the angel answered her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son, and this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be done to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. So you remember when Zechariah was told about his wife Elizabeth having a son. Zechariah immediately asked for a sign to know that this would be true. And the Lord rebuked him and blessed him with a sign, made him mute until the baby came. We did a devotion on that a few days ago. You can go back and listen to it. Now, obviously, the account in Scripture is a scaled-down account of what happened. There may have been some other conversation between Mary and the angel that isn't included here, but from what we see, Mary's response was much different than Zechariah's. She didn't ask for a sign. She did ask a question, and it's a legitimate question. How how will this be? How am I going to have a kid since I'm a virgin? And then he explains that this isn't going to come the normal way. And then the angel tells her what's been going on with Elizabeth, and Mary's response is astounding. Because do you have any idea what it means for a young lady to be pregnant in that culture, in that religious system, who is not married? This can't be totally great news from Mary's perspective. She has to be imagining, what are my parents going to think? What's the community going to think? What's Joseph going to think? What's going to happen to me? This is not acceptable around here. Yet in the final analysis, Mary's response is, Behold, I'm the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. Just very compliant, very submissive. Now you might say, well, yeah, if an angel showed up to me, and told me that the Lord was doing something great that didn't feel great, I would have a greater tendency to have Mary's response than I have when things that don't seem great happen in my life without an angel explaining to me what's going on. And that's a fair point. But I can't overemphasize the bad news that this announcement to Mary likely represented to her, at least initially. You and I have the luxury of 2,000 years of history. We know the rest of the story in a way that Mary didn't. We know that this was indeed the Son of God who would save people from their sin. This is the one who was to come who'd been prophesied since the beginning of the Bible. We know that in a way that there's no way Mary, at least at this moment in history, could have known that. She must have been scared stiff, yet her response is one of compliance and submission to God. So the question is, how many of us on a bad day, how many of us in a bad season, a tough season of our life, have the response that Mary had? Behold, I'm your servant, Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. It's astounding. I want to take this in a different direction and tie it together. Let me tell you something that makes me nervous. Worship songs. I'm very critical of the things that we sing in church, and I don't mean that it's all bad. I mean that every lyric that comes up on the screen, I'm putting it through a filter of, is this even biblically true? Because honestly, friends, there's a lot of quote-unquote Christian music that's just not biblically sound. It's not theologically or doctrinally sound. That's true of modern worship songs. That's even true of some older hymns. Some of it's just flat-out drivel. And even the stuff that's 
great still makes me nervous. There's a very popular worship song these days called The King of My Heart. I love the worship song. But in that song, people are singing to the top of their lungs lyrics like this. You are good. You are good. Referring to God over and over. You are good. You are good. In another part of the song, again, singing to God, you're never going to let me down. You're never going to let me down. And I can't bring myself to sing those words until I've gotten to the place in my head and my heart where I imagine the worst day that I could possibly face and then imagine myself still being able to sing those lyrics. Can you sing, you are good and you're never going to let me down at your eight-year-old son's funeral who got killed in a go-kart accident? Because I've stood next to parents who've been put in that spot. Jen and I have never had to go through something like that. I can't imagine what it must be like. But there was a day when I got to walk right up to the edge of my worst day and look into it for about 30 minutes. I received news that my daughter had been in an accident with a horse and was convinced that the result was going to be her death. And as I was speeding to the hospital to meet my wife in Gentry, I remember having a deep conversation with the Lord in my heart. And my response was, Lord, I don't want to walk through this. I do not want this to end the way it looks like it's going to end. But if it does, I'm still with you. And I'm not trying to hold myself up as some hero. I'm just trying to draw a modern day connection to what we're seeing from Mary here. And I can tell you, based on my response that day, based on what I saw from my friends at their son's funeral, and based on what I see from Mary here, it's not actually Mary. It's not my friends. It's not me that are mustering that faithfulness in a hard time. We're not able to do that. But that's just the fruit of people who walk intimately with Jesus Christ. They're filled with the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit causes us on bad days to still be able to sing, you are good and you're never going to let me down. To be sure, we fail at that plenty. I certainly have. But the response we see from Mary is the example that we should follow. Here at Christ- here at Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministry, we're not Roman Catholic. We don't raise Mary up to a level that Scripture doesn't justify us raising her up to. But another thing that should not be lost on us in this scene is that the Lord is using the response of Mary, a young woman, to be the example that all of us should follow in terms of our trust in and submission to Christ. Women weren't highly thought of back in these days, but here's God picking out a woman to be an example for the rest of time for those of us who trust Christ. Despite the response I had that day that my daughter was in an accident, it's embarrassing for me to consider how quickly I start to doubt the Lord or his plans for my life when things aren't playing out day by day in the exact way that I wish they would. You're probably guilty of that yourself. We should repent of that and then we should ask the Lord, his spirit, to help us trust him, to help us see ourselves increasingly as his servant to help us be more willing to submit to whatever it is he has for us, even if it doesn't feel good in the moment. Thanks for tuning in. Come back tomorrow for more of Luke 1. Have a great day. The Daily Dose is a podcast of Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministry. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star rating, share with a friend, and prayerfully consider financially supporting our ministry at christiancrusaders.org, where you can also find our weekly 30-minute radio broadcast, which is aired on stations around the world since 1936, and where you can listen to our Conversations podcast featuring inspiring interviews with interesting Christians. Special thanks to our 2022 Daily Dose sponsor, The Family Leader. God designed three social institutions to shape our lives the family, the church, and government. At The Family Leader, they're bringing all three together to honor God and bless our neighbors. Learn how and join them at thefamilyleader.com. That's thefamilyleader.com. We also want to highlight two ministry partners. First is the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, whose conference videos and schedule events are available at cedarfallsbibleconference.com. And please consider joining us for their 101st annual conference from Saturday, July 30th through Saturday, August 6th in 2022. Second, if you or someone you know could benefit 
from an anonymous online Christian mentor, please visit issuesiface.com, which is provided by Power to Change Digital Strategies. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.